sometimes it really feels that people are saying to you, this decision is it, like this is going to set the course for your whole life. And that is just not the case. I studied maths. How on earth did I end up here? It's quite a good question. But, you know, I think every every decision you make is a chance to take yourself wherever you want to go. This is Life at Beepi. Conversations with inspiring people with inspiring stories. Conversation about their life at Beepi and beyond. Welcome to the Life at PP podcast. I'm your host, Pratibha Rikesabi, and this episode is a conversation with Rishi Durai and Katrin Harding, two people who are on a mission to making BP a net zero company and ultimately creating a net zero world. Rishi is a carbon management analyst who made the transition into the low carbon space after seven years as a geoscientist. Rishi joined BP's graduate program in 2012. Katrin is an environmental products originator within BP's very commercial supply and trading business. Yep, you heard that right. And her role is all about financing low carbon projects, particularly in the emerging markets. Katrin joined BP as a graduate in 2014. So how are their roles contributing to BP's journey to reimagining energy for our people and the planet? What inspired them to take the leap of faith into the low carbon space when they did? And why is it always worth it to go after an opportunity that puts you out of your comfort zone? This podcast provides answers to all these questions and some fantastic advice for graduates, especially if you don't have it all figured out. I started off this episode by asking them to give me an overview of their current roles. So my role is really about uh, connecting projects that are happening somewhere in the world, actually outside of our own in- industry um, with the finance and then trying to um, make things happen, basically. So that can be anything from um, protecting forests, planting trees or other ecosystems like mangroves, um, all the way through to um, funding renewable energy or energy efficiency and improved um, agricultural systems. So the scope is really, really wide and super exciting because I get to talk to a huge range of people. So it could be from NGOs, um, very new startups with exciting technologies. And then it's really about unpicking that puzzle of, okay, here's here's a great idea. Um, It should reduce carbon emissions or actually remove emissions from the atmosphere, things like trees as they grow, absorb carbon. Um, How can we get it to work? So it's then unpicking operationally, um, what what needs to happen, who's working on the ground, who are the project partners, and then from a financial point of view, what does it need to make it happen? And that's where um, I, I kind of pull all of those things together, connected to what BP is trying to do, both from our own net zero aims, but also serving the needs of our customers and other other market participants um, in order to build, build a contract and a long-term relationship with a project to, to kind of see it through to uh, success hopefully so that that's the aim um it's really exciting i get um pretty invested in quite a lot of the projects i work on i think it's difficult not to when as well as sort of reducing carbon emissions they're almost always doing really amazing work with the local communities with um, maybe supporting biodiversity and particular sort of threatened um species so it's it's a slightly weird job in that it spans from the the global level of, you know, how are we all going to reduce emissions as a society and, and achieve 
net zero right down to that project level of what does that mean not just in our own sector but actually how can we as the um as the energy industry support the reductions and removals that are needed in other sectors in order to kind of get where we need to be yeah i, I really like my job um everyone's kind of really really passionate about the environment and also yeah likes to have a bit of a laugh and have a good time so um it's it's been really nice actually to work with this, well, mainly the same people over over the last four years, and kind of build those relationships and and trust. And even when you're having a hard day, you know that your team is always there for you. I've been working in the strategy team now for for the last year or so, and it's actually been a very pivotal year for the company in this in this space. So I feel quite fortunate to have been able to join when I did. Working in strategy and assimilate to, uh, to what Catherine said, it gives you that kind of high level view of everything going on across the company. And you really have that chance to engage incredibly widely across the different businesses. So, you know, whether that's our conventional uh, oil and gas, the, the exploration and production side of the business, uh, our, our more uh, downstream end, as we used to call it, uh, the, the new energies businesses, and actually other parts of the group, such as uh, trading where Katrin works uh, and, and different parts of the company, which add huge amounts of value in actually integrating what we do as a company from all parts of, of the world and all parts of the energy value chain into the solutions that our customers and, and the, the places in which we operate actually require. So I think being part of that journey uh, as this new strategy unfolds uh, has been incredibly special. It's It's great to be at the front end of of this new chapter for the company and, and, and a new part of our, our, our journey going forward. You both have uh, made a move um, into the low carbon space. And Rishi, you have especially like a very traditional oil and gas exploration production background. Um, what was that point at which that switch happened and why did that switch happen? So, I mean, I, I had seven years uh, working as a geologist in the upstream, so that was spread between exploration and production. Uh, and I think the, the opportunities I had, particularly early on during the challenge program, were great because, you know, you come in with a technical discipline and you get exposure to different parts of the business within, within I guess, the, the upstream ecosystem. And I think I just reached a point where, uh, you know, it, I, I'd reached the natural end of a stint in in one of my roles, and I was looking at what opportunities were out there. And you know, this the the whole low carbon space within the company has been uh, it's it's had its draw for some time. I think f for all of us, we 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 all feel deeply. For me, I felt a bit of a disconnect between my day job and then my aspirations and and BP's moves in this space. Um, and and so I was just trying to find ways to do it. And actually, I um, I stumbled upon an opportunity to join a, a carbon strategy day that was run uh, about two years ago now. And that actually ended up being one of the early meetings of some uh, uh, senior folks across the company all coming together under one roof to really discuss and debate what low carbon means for BP and how do we really ramp this up and make it more meaningful. Um, because I think we were doing good things up until then as well. And I think, you know, we, we all acknowledge we were doing good things, but there was a recognition that we were going through a period where things needed to be accelerated. After that workshop, I thought, wow, this, this is great. This is what I really want to do. I want to turn it from a bit of an extracurricular thing, which we, uh, which I was kind of doing as a project until that point into my day job. Um, 
And so, you know, with a bit of networking, some roles come up and uh, and I went for it. And actually, I've never looked back. You know, I at the time, it's a bit of a risk because it is essentially a career change. Um, and especially from a deeply technical role where, you know, it's it's very much common for for people to, to see it through through the duration of their careers as well. So I think making the jump seven ish years in a uh, bit risky. Uh, because you know you're losing that opportunity to really become deep in your technical skills and 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 become known for them. But at the same time, I thought, well, it's it's worth taking the risk. And I, I think for me, it was about just finding a new area in which to develop myself. Uh, and I think you know going into something completely different offered me that opportunity. So it was great. Learned a lot. And I think a, a year and a half or so down the line, uh, it's been a remarkable learning curve. And um, who knows what the future brings, but uh, I think it's been an enjoyable experience so far. So, Catherine, you um, went into the low carbon space about four years ago. Um, and what was your, do you remember your move into that space, especially you you are part of an extremely commercial um, uh, function or business within BP in the supply and trading world? When I joined BP, I really wanted to work in low carbon and I think the way that works within trading and shipping is you have three one-year placements um, and each year you kind of say this is what I've learned so far here are where maybe I haven't had exposure and I want to develop my skills further and of the roles available here are my top three and this is why I want to do them so I was um, I think I must have made the pitch quite well because I did get my this was the fir my first choice of role for my final year on the grad on the graduate scheme and just really something to slightly push me outside my comfort zone so whilst I really wanted to move into the low carbon space there are elements of the role such as actually talking to um, to counterparties and you know, executing trades over the phone that are quite frankly terrifying because you, you're you're talking to the person, you're confirming pricing, and then you're going, okay, yep, we're done on that trade. And it's not what I do day to day now, but that was part of my graduate role. I had no formal background in low carbon, but a huge personal interest. And I think that's really important because it's not always fun. Like there are things in the job that maybe a bit dry and I think in my case in particular reading some regulations so I spent a decent amount of my time and particularly in my graduate role was actually trying to understand carbon regulations which are very dry and unless you kind of have the enthusiasm to get under the weeds and go okay well what does this actually mean for how the world is going to achieve low carbon they can be a bit boring, but with that extra incentive, I actually find them quite fascinating. Um, so yeah, I think that's j just what I found was that you don't need to have an in-depth uh, technical or from your degree background in the area. It's really much more about the passion and desire to learn. Um, and because it's such a niche area, uh, quite quickly you become the resident expert on things that you think, gosh, I've only been looking at this for three months. How can I possibly be the BP, BP expert on this? But it does happen. <laughs> Prior to, you know, joining BP and, and thinking about the process um, of finding your place in the graduate program, what sort of resources, help, um, conversations did you have to, to make sure that BP was the right place for you to start your career? 
so for me, when I uh, was applying for graduate jobs, I'd had quite a lot of conversations with people specifically from integrated supply and trading because of a, a sponsorship of uh, the Women's Sports Society at, at Cambridge University where I was studying. Um, and so I think just having those one-to-one -one conversations and realizing the breadth of the roles available, the intricacies of the energy um, market and the energy industry was what really swung it for me. I'm not gonna pretend that I joined BP thinking, oh, I definitely know this is where I wanna be. I had no idea. I just kind of thought, well, this is interesting. It's a really interesting area. I know I don't want to be doing maybe some of what many people would think of as very math, math degree careers. Um, I wanted to kind of get out there, have many more interactions with people. Um, and uh, yeah, my thinking was at the very least, look, I'm joining um, a company that's got a great reputation for training and you know big res um, big resource base and great track record if all I get out of this is a a good three-year training program and then I go and do something else then I'm I'm cool with that so uh, yeah I didn't join thinking I'd be in BP for life I mean who knows if I still will be but I think very quickly what I realized was I uh, I really love the, the atmosphere in the company. I think the people here are, are fantastic and um, that the energy industry is just so fascinating and definitely where I want to kind of spend all of my career. So for me, I came, I guess, from a much more conventional oil and gas education. So I did, uh, I applied to BP while I was doing my MSc in petroleum geoscience uh, at Imperial uh, and actually, you know, doing a degree with that kind of job title. Uh, you're kind of you've already more or less made up your mind on which direction you want to head. And so at that point, it's less about which industry and it's more about which company. Uh, and I think for me, you know, similar to how Katrin said, it's it was the, the guidance actually given to us. So we had a lot of good career guidance at Imperial. We had a number of professors who came from industry. Uh, there were a lot of alumni in, in the network to who we were able to consult and speak to uh, and, and just friends who'd gone through a similar process too. So uh, it, it was clear to me from the outset that I wanted to, uh, the aspiration was to join one of the majors. So, you know, within the UK for me, that was uh, either Shell, BP, uh, maybe Axon, um, uh, or Total, uh, and and actually, as a student at that point, if you think you get to any of these companies, you know they're all great companies, and you'll you, one would be one would be pleased with that. Um, and so, you know, being fully honest about it, we we all went through. You have to apply everywhere. You cast the net wide. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, but actually, right from the first engagement I had with BP, it felt like BP is a different company to deal with. You felt like you were cared for. Uh, very much engaged in the, uh, the the graduate recruitment team that we encountered, you know, extremely accommodating. We, you know, we're all applying during what is an incredibly intense master's and uh, BP went out of the way to to make candidates feel welcome to, to work around schedules with university projects and coursework. And it just felt like you were a, a valued member of the team before you even joined. And so I think it says a lot about a company's culture when you treat an applicant or a candidate in, in the same way that you might treat a, a, an employee. And so I think it makes you feel very welcomed. And actually, as soon as the offer came through, it was a no brainer for me that it was something I wanted to accept. Thinking practically about the selection process, if there's one or two things just that contributed to 
really helping you both stand out from the crowd, what would it be? Uh, so I think for me, in terms of the earlier stage, things that made me stand out, I think it was more um, my, so to speak, extracurriculars at university. So I was um, a international uh, competitor in the very minority sport of orienteering. And that's been, that was a huge part of my life uh, when I was growing up. But I think, you know, having something a bit different that you um, really enjoy, but also try your best to excel at. And, and obviously that also links back to BP's value of excellence and makes it much easier to talk about in in interviews but uh, something my my first manager at BP who was actually on my interview panel for the assessment center said not that I remembered when I joined BP you've kind of slightly forgotten that really stressful day um, but he said the thing that made me stand out in the assessment center was that I had you know technical expertise to be able to sit down and work something out and then make you know I wasn't the loudest voice in the room but I worked out what my view was and actually over the course of the session talked everyone else around to supporting my point of view um, and that and, and it I mean it was great feedback that, that was picked up on because I think it's sometimes really stressful and you feel like oh I've got to be talking all the time in these in these group settings and I need to do that to stand out and it was great to kind of have that direct feedback that you don't you just need to you know be thoughtful and considered and, and like you say be yourself um and 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 that that can can win through anything to add Rishi this won't be new to graduate applicants. They, they would have had to do the same thing when they're applying to university. This is all about thinking about what do I have to offer which other candidates might not be able to do. So you can take it as a given that everyone who applies will have the academic credentials. So you really need to try and think beyond. So either thinking uh, examples of work experience, some cool projects you may have been involved in, or things which are completely different because ultimately companies are looking for rounded individuals. We They want to know you've got interests, you've got a life outside of work uh, because you, you bring a lot of learnings across from there too. Uh, and then I think in terms of when you're approaching the actual interview and assessment center process, Again, uh, Catherine said similar things, but this it's not about being the loudest voice in the room. It's about being the team player. This is a, a an industry that's fundamentally based on large teams working together to solve giant problems. And no one person has the answer. And you've got to show that capacity of thought to both add something to the conversation, but also reflect and and bring in people who, who have things to add as well. In your career so far, um, what aspects have you found particularly challenging, um, whether it be related to a project, it could be also, you know, things that you've worked on in the strategy and what has helped you overcome them? One of the things that's been more, I guess, personally difficult for me has been over the last few years, particularly many of the people I talk to outside the company, um, you don't always get the friendliest reaction. Um, I think there's, there are people and you know maybe for good reason in the past who who have a certain distrust of the industry or the company regardless and um particularly in the space i work in we interact with them quite a lot and sometimes people can be quite combative so um i, I guess i'm really ex that's why again the new the new ambition with net zero and our purpose is so so important and it's been really liberating in many ways to kind of um, be able to talk about that and 
to have that acknowledged by you know many people who are rightly critical about what maybe we've done in the past or how quickly we're really adapting for the future. More often than not, you're going to be put on some kind of project which you have no idea what it's likely to entail to complete. You know, whether that's in terms of content, in process, in who's the right, who would make up the right team to actually go about achieving it. Uh, and it's very much a, uh, a bit of a blind path, actually, where you're aiming for something that you don't know what success might actually look like. Um, particularly, you know, when I think back to my days working in exploration, you're by, by nature of the job, you're embracing uncertainty. So I think being able to handle that uncertainty and, and forge yourself a path is quite challenging. For me, the biggest factor in unlocking uh, that ability to actually kind of plow through this uncertainty is just getting the confidence to actually go and talk to people. We really do have world experts in their respective fields. And I think it's just having the confidence and the courage to go and do that because it's remarkable. You could spend you could spend half a day thinking about how to do something. But if you pick up the phone or if you walk over to someone's desk, you can get an answer in, in a few minutes. And it, it really it makes you more efficient. It makes you more confident. And actually, if you're speaking to someone new each time you want to try and solve a problem, you're also building that network. So I think there's there's added benefits that come with this uh, this kind of approach. Just thinking about, you know, the three years when somebody starts uh, this amazing graduate program uh, within BP, what can they do to really just get the best out of uh, the graduate program? For me, when I think about the graduate program and what's most appealing and what's most uh, valuable to leverage, for me, it's variety. I think in all other parts of your career off the graduate program, you end up spending a lot longer working in a given project or a role or a team. Uh, during the graduate program, you have the luxury, I'd say, of really doing something for a brief period, building that breadth of knowledge and going and doing something completely different. So I'd say, think about each role. Uh, you, you clearly, you won't have much of a choice in the first role that you're put into. Uh, it will kind of be determined for you. But thereafter, really think about the opportunities out there and try and pitch for something that's completely different to what you did the first time around every time you change, because you won't get that opportunity to do something completely different in the same way post the graduate program, because it will become a lot more about what kind of skills and experiences you bring to the table. And you know, while that doesn't shut uh, new doors from opening, as I think Catherine and I have both shown, it certainly does uh, influence your choices. So just really go for that variety, go for roles that are quite different. And uh, it, it, again, it's about network building, experience building, and uh, there's, there's specific training that comes attached to each one as well. So I'd say just uh, enjoy, enjoy that breadth. Yeah, I think just to echo that, I, I mean, it's such an amazing opportunity to meet people from a whole range of different teams, uh, to try completely different jobs. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, do something that scares you with the security net of knowing, you know what, this may not be for me, but I'll definitely learn something over the next 12 months. Particularly looking back at, you know, the stages through education. So choosing your A-levels, choosing your degree, uh, choosing your first job. Um, sometimes it really feels that people are saying to you, this decision is it, like this is going to set the course for your whole life. And that is just not the case. I studied maths. How on earth did I end up here? 
it's quite a good question but you know i think every every decision you make is a chance to take yourself wherever you want to go and so um you can bp is really great in in giving you that that space and freedom to be bold and think big and think well okay what do i want to do and where do i want to go and and really welcoming um different people in all sorts of roles that you might not have thought you'd end up in yeah and i think uh, catherine you had mentioned it uh in the uh, before where you said you know what have you got to lose which is which is actually a great way to think about the three years is it resonates everything that everything that you're saying um resonates with that one comment as well so um thank you so much i think that's brilliant advice and really really excited for your futures in um in bp in the the reinvented bp so good luck with everything and uh, thank you for all your great work no worries happy to help